103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Amazon, just a fun little factoid here, has 148.6, count them, Amazon Prime members in the United States alone. Don't know about me. Don't know about you. I do know about me. Uh, I'm definitely one of them. Now, here's the deal. The cost of an Amazon Prime membership for existing members went up on Friday. So it begs the question is it still worth it we turn to stephen pope an international thought leader and a visionary on all things amazon he actually shares uh, trade secrets on youtube he has a podcast with hundreds of video tutorials he runs his own amazon aggregator of sorts with more than 200 brands managed under his agency you can find him at myamazonguy.com and myamazonguy join us this morning. Stephen, welcome to the show. Gail, thank you for the warm intro. Oh, you are so welcome, and uh, thank you uh, for, for being so well-versed in Amazon, because as I said to you when I reached out to you yesterday, I said, uh, you know, uh, this really caught my eye, the fact that you're speaking out on this, because I, I have to wonder m- myself, is it, is it worth paying now for Amazon Prime? I, personally, yes. <laughs> like my garage is just chock full of brown boxes. I mean, God Guilty. bless the trash man. <laughs> like the guy that takes away all these brown boxes, God bless them for sure. Right. But, but on, I mean, there's definitely going to be some items on Amazon that are more expensive than going to another retailer. That's going to be a fact. In fact, yesterday I was looking for you know a basic earwax removal plastic thing. It was selling for 15 bucks on Amazon, and I was like, that seems a little high. So I sent it over to my wife, and, and she says, yeah, these are 5 bucks at Target. And I'm like, cool, go buy 10 And And so there's, there's definitely some things that are more expensive on Amazon, but the benefit of Prime is so substantial, and it's, it's become a lifestyle company. Amazon is more than half our economy in the United States. It's crazy how many people's jobs depend upon it, everything from – you know, logistics, I mean, they have hundreds and hundreds of uh, fulfillment centers across the country in the warehouses. And then there's guys like me running agencies. And, you know, we're, we don't work for Amazon, but we, we, we have all the same benefits that they provide. So mm-hmm. I know it's kind of an elephant in the room. It's definitely a monopoly. The government's never going to break it up. And uh, some people think uh, Jeff Bezos might be a little evil. But the benefits outweigh. <laughs> that aside, right? <laughs> All right. So, Stephen, I need to ask you, is um, an earwax removal plastic thing a technical term? I mean, is that how you search it on Amazon? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest. That is how I search for it. I forget the actual name of it. Now I'm going to have to look it up while we're live on radio. <laughs> You got to love it. And speaking of those brown boxes, yeah, let's just say that uh, uh, I tend to offload stress by shopping on Amazon. Have you ever had the experience where the brown box shows up and you're like, what the hell is that? (laughs) What did I order? What did the wife order? Yeah, so in fact, just like a couple weeks ago, my wife said she was hungry. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's make some dinner. 35 minutes later, I kid you not, 35 minutes later, a fryer, a dry air fryer, shows no up in a brown box. And I'm like, how in the world 
did that get here so fast? And apparently Prime now, like, I mean, two-day shipping wasn't fast enough. One-day shipping wasn't fast enough. So let's do Prime now. Next hour, here you go. Here's here's an air fryer. Let's make some French fries tonight. Knock yourself out, you know? <laughs> by, by the way, I found, I found that earwax thing. It's called a Clean Air. Uh, earwax cleaner, and it changed my life. I kept getting getting clogged ears, so I was trying to find it. <laughs> That's never a good thing, no, because that could cause vertigo and all sorts of maladies. So, yeah, so good for you. I am so glad that you found it. But um, do you have to use Amazon Prime a certain number of times? I mean, I use it for everything, but uh, do you have to use it a certain number of times annually to make it worth the cost? I, I think so. I'm, I mean, if you think about the cost of shipping, anywhere from 7 to $11, most people have baked that in to the price of the item. So, like, take that Clinair thing, for example. I could go to Target physically and buy a box of them for 5 bucks, or I can buy it on Amazon for 15 So they're baking that shipping cost in. That one's a little bit more of an ex- uh, a higher example, probably, proportionately. But but if you think about it, if you buy 10 things on Amazon, that pretty much pays for the free shipping aspect mm-hmm. with the note that most sellers are increasing their prices. They're including the cost of shipping into the root item. But let's say you watch one series on, on Amazon, and I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to when they come out with Lord of the Rings personally on Amazon Prime. So that's that entire series, you know, add the cost of that or a membership to watch video. Maybe you, you use Twitch. Maybe you use all of their other really lesser-known uh, cursory benefits. Maybe you're using the Amazon store card. You're getting 5% off that way. There's mm-hmm. a lot of economics you could calculate, and, and the fact of the matter is you're not going to get as much reliable customer service than any other platform, in my opinion. You can send things back to them, even if you've damaged the item yourself as a customer, right? They have guarantees. The return process is seamless. And I feel like I'm, I'm uh, doing a commercial for Amazon right, right. now. But, like, <laughs> but you're absolutely correct. I mean, this resonates with me. I mean, it's instant gratification, whether you're buying or returning. One of the books I read was uh, authored by the CEO of American Giants, and, and the actual name of the book is I Effing Love That Company. <laughs> and, and this was written, I want to say, eight or nine years ago. Uh, and in the book, he talks about how Amazon um, solved for two things, cost and speed on logistics, and pretty much made those two things a commodity. They weren't a commodity a decade ago, right? Like you you went around online and you were shopping for things and, 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 and it was, you know, you were paying for shipping almost every transaction more than a decade ago. So, so where I see Amazon going as a platform in the future, they've already solved price. They've already solved shipping speed. So they're going to have to do something else because they're going to get some pressure from Walmart and Target. By the way, I don't think Walmart's ever going to catch up to Amazon. And, and I don't then, disagree um, with you because Amazon is, I mean, just so far ahead of them. Let's talk about Walmart then, but but real quick to finish this thought, the the fact of the matter is is that Amazon's going to have to do t- something new here in the next decade to set themselves apart. And what I think is going to happen is we're going to see a big push for higher quality goods, and we're going to see a push for American made. Now, mm-hmm. I've I've personally toured dozens of manufacturing facilities in the Georgia area where where I live. And B2C manufacturing is a joke in the States. It just doesn't exist for the most part. B2B, though, super easy to find. You can go get a 
Um, I, I toured one facility that made toilet seats for airlines, and they sold these things for like $250 a pop. Why? Yikes. Because they were fire retardant. <laughs> and you couldn't outsource that sort of quality control to China where there's a culture of nonstop bribery, cost-cutting measures, penny-wise, pound-foolish type of uh, methodologies, right? Mm -hmm. So that B2B and safety stuff has always been a safety uh, safety thing inside of the United States. But B2C, where it's commodity cost-cutting and let me get that chef knife under three bucks sort of stuff, yeah, that's going to be really hard-pressed to come back. Do you want to talk see. Walmart for a second? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> so so I went to – when was the last time you did Walmart grocery pickup? Just curious. Oh, geez. Uh, what, you mean actually go in and shop or pick up groceries there? Dude. So you went to Walmart and you sat in the parking lot and you waited for them to put the grocery stuff in your, your car. You ordered it through the app or online or whatnot. Have you ever done that before? Never, because I like yeah. those impulse so, buys. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I too am an introvert and I like stuff shipped to me. Don't get me wrong. But, mm -hmm. but when I uh, you know, tested this out myself, it's a terrible experience. Like anybody who's done Walmart pickup knows that like you're like sitting there for 10 or 15 minutes. You call them once or twice. You're like, are these guys actually going to put the stuff in my car? It's <laughs> awful. Right now go do the same thing at target. They're like waiting outside for you, ready to put it into your vehicle in under like a minute. Like I kid you not. And so I've got four kids, six and under. That's an amazing experience that I don't have to deal with that sort of stuff. So these are the sort of, experiences that retail stores are going to have to do if they want to pull any market share from Amazon. Give me a reason to come to your physical store, right? Walmart has lost its way. It's a behemoth. But the biggest problem I think that they have on the dot-com side, and the reason why they're never going to catch Amazon's dot-com, is they're curating their results. They're cheating. Basically, anybody that sells inside of the Amazon or the Walmart physical store is getting precedence in the walmart.com, which means the mom-and-pop sellers who want to sell on the platform can't really get any search results. I happen to sell on Walmart. I've been doing it for six years, and it's less than 2% of my Amazon sales. So really, there's really not a way for, for Walmart to catch up on Amazon. They bought uh -huh. Jets. They couldn't integrate the tech, the point-of-sale system, and all the physical stores. They never talk to each other correctly. I'm sorry, I'm still hung up on the fact that you have four kids, six and under. I would say you're a glutton for punishment, but uh, oh my Live gosh. Live long and prosper. <laughs> there you go. Run the business like I run the family. Okay, there you go. And you know, I think there's something to that philosophy, Stephen. Stephen Pope, international thought leader, visionary on all things Amazon. All right, so should we buy into, there's been uh, a little bit of a kerfuffle and some consternation over reviews on Amazon because uh, some of those are bought and paid. problem. Yeah. And then I actually had this happen to me where you get this package and, you know, once again, we revert to, oh, geez, what did I order now? I got a package. It was something I hadn't ordered. And apparently that's one of the schemes that's going on with Amazon as well, because they want you to write a review for something you didn't order, you didn't want, you don't need. Yeah, it's crazy to see some of these things pick up. I think Amazon reviews have taken a big hit. What's happened is, is you need reviews to sell items on Amazon. Well, 
you can't get reviews unless you sell items, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a chicken or an egg question. And so what's happened is there's some sellers that are just, they, you know, Amazon's a customer-centric platform. We talked for 10 minutes about how awesome it is for customers, but it is terrible, absolute terrible for Amazon sellers. And so because of that, they look to cut some corners here and there. And for the most part, I think it's kind of back to that Chinese comment, right? Like there's a lot of Chinese sellers that are bending the rules, trying to get food on the table. We're seeing the Chinese go direct to the consumer on the Amazon platform in mass right now. And if you take a moment and click on the seller name, which is right underneath the buy box on the top right of a product page, so right under Mm -hmm. that buy now button, you see sold buy. If you click on that store name, there's like a one out of 10 chance it's a Chinese address and a Chinese seller on the platform for most goods. And a lot of people just don't know that. And, and so what's happened is, is they're, 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 they're spoofing those addresses and they're trying to get unit order quantities because you need sales to get sales and you need reviews to get sales. So they're cutting some corners totally against terms and conditions. I know that the government agencies are also not happy about this, and there's been some major investigations. Amazon has also gone out of its way and removed probably 25% of its reviews off the platform over the last five years because there's just that many dang fakes. Wow. All right. But uh, going full circle, even though uh, the cost of Amazon Prime has gone up, uh, what, 20 bucks, right, Stephen? Uh, not time yeah. to ditch it. I, you know, I'm probably going to be an Amazon Prime member well going into the casket. They're going to ship me my casket in Amazon Prime for crying out loud. You can buy anything on Amazon, unicorn meat, whatever. So, yeah, I, I'm married to the platform, and I, you know, I really like the brown boxes showing up. It's, it's convenient. There you go. Stephen Pope, international thought leader, visionary on Amazon, as you just heard. Uh, you can find his trade secrets on YouTube. And, Stephen, uh, you have a podcast as well, right? Yes, I'm coming up on 1,000 videos and interviews that I've done on how to sell on Amazon, youtube.com slash myamazonguy. I give it all away. Well, thank you, my Amazon guy, for your insights and your perspectives, and keep those brown boxes coming. (laughs) Will do. Thanks for having me, Gail. You bet, Stephen.